Watches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And today we are talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 15, Space Time, which originally premiered on April 5th of 2016. And as always, here's our IMDb summary. When Daisy gets a horrifying glimpse of the future, S.H.I.E.L.D. races to prove that fate is not fixed. I mean that their fate, that fate, whatever. Um, I, yeah, I mean it was it was scary. Someone, someone died. I don't know if it's that horrifying compared to what's happened in the past and in the future. <laughs> that's that's true, but I mean when you're being told, it gets a little bit scarier, right? I mean, but then again, all she has to remember is there no there's no fate but what we make of our own. And I yes, horribly I, screwed up that quote. Yeah, I just say there's no fate but what we make. So, um. Yeah, is, I is actually. It, is that? The I know that's the, that's the whole quote. You said the whole quote. I think a little, oh, little oh. wonky. Oh. <laughs> but I don't remember the whole thing. Anyway, I bring up the Terminator later. So does Coulson, actually. So. <laughs> oh, I completely missed that. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He and Link can talk about. It. Anyway. Uh, we start with a homeless man carving a bird. This is Charles, and he is looking for a job. He doesn't get one, but a man tries to give him money. As he touches Charles, he gets a vision of his own death. So this takes a turn. Definitely takes a turn. Um. So there are Easter eggs that if it wasn't for IMDb, or actually, yeah, IMDb, I would never, ever know. And I'm very impressed if anyone else does. So do you know who Charles Hinton is? No. All right. He's a mathematician who created a theory about the fourth dimension, and he co- coined the term Tesseract. <laughs> oh. Yeah. They're now, actually, now, I'll bring... I just want to be really I'll, sure. This is a real person? This is a real person. He was okay. a real person who... um, A real mathematician. Actually, a few of the characters in this episode are named after famous mathematicians. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know cool is the right term for it but interesting i'm gonna go with cool tony because okay. i'm told that math is cool math is cool mm-hmm. it wears sunglasses inside has a leather jacket rides a motorcycle i i mix up math and the fonts you just have to... yeah <laughs> what were you saying <laughs> i was literally saying math all he has to do is hit the jukebox and starts working i was on exactly. the same page as you <laughs> okay good good <laughs> uh. all right so, so have you ever seen mm-hmm. oh no, go ahead yeah yep <laughs> have hey, you ever seen the movie today. um i know real big fish or big fish real big fish is a band have you ever seen the movie <laughs> big fish <laughs> no i i know of the movie but i've never seen it yeah well um one spoilers from a movie from like 2004 um it's about the the dad's telling you um telling his son about uh stories from his past, but they're all like exaggerations. 
And one of the things is he meets the witch who tells him and his th three friends who tells them how they're going to die, like visions of how they're going to die. And this is the beginning of the movie. And throughout the whole movie, he's like, oh, I can find, I can jump out of this plane without a parachute or I can walk, do this stupid thing because I know how I'm going to die and that's not how I'm going to die. I'm like, that's a really great way instead of freaking out the whole time. That's true. Yeah, you, you know it's how that works. Then again, that also brings up the... Uh, I don't, I don't know if this is a philosophical question, but uh, that also brings up the question of, does it still count once you know it? Um, yeah. And actually, I guess this episode kind of hints towards that in a, in a degree, because that first guy that dies, I had a whole talking point about this guy. Um, once he gets the vision, every step he takes after that is literally going towards the step to make sure he dies. He calls mm -hmm. the police to get S.H.I.E.L.D., specifically Daisy Johnson. Like, it's like he wanted to, like he accepted he was going to die there, or yeah. he was compelled. I'm really confused, because there's no way this line of events would have happened if he hadn't met the, uh, or if he hadn't been told about his death, as far as I can tell. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I know a lot about time travel, because I'm a nerd, um, mm -hmm. It's a predestination paradox. It's like if he never got the vision, then this wouldn't have happened at all. So is he just looking into the fourth dimension and this always happened no matter what? I mean, this... It's... It's a chicken before the egg thing. There's no way to prove it. But there's ways to fight it, like not call Daisy Johnson or not do everything Daisy does throughout this episode <laughs> to make sure the future happens. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and it's like he just really leaned into it. He was like, well, I guess I'll just die, but I'm going to freak out about it the entire time. That So, yep. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you watched the 13th Doctor, but she has a great, great quote. It was just like... <laughs> um, don't worry. And someone says, like, why shouldn't I worry? Because um, if you worry, you suffer twice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> That's There's true. no reason to suffer twice. You're going to die. Just, like, walk into traffic or whatever. Because you know you're not going to die. Or you're going to die either way. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. yeah. And you'll only suffer the one time. Yep. Other All people right. will also be suffering, too. But you, just the once. Well, yeah, I mean, it totally depends how selfish you are. <laughs> That's true. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you ready to go on, move on? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. All right. S.H.I.E.L.D. is monitoring local dispatch, and they hear Edwin Abbott call for Daisy Johnson and warn, uh, and warn S.H.I.E.L.D. about an uh, event. I misspoke. Misread this. Coulson, Daisy, May, and Lincoln come to check it out. He explains what he saw, that he saw all this in the vision. A Hydra helicopter thing arrives and blows up the street. Edwin is shot and killed. Daisy realizes that Hydra is after Charles, the homeless inhuman. And just before they snatch him with a claw, Daisy touches him and she gets a preview for the rest of the episode. <laughs> so, the guy who tried to give Charles some money is named Edwin Abbott, who is the, uh, named after the author of a book called Flatland which uses like metaphors for math 
math concepts. Oh, okay. It's actually the same metaphor that um, that Fitz uses later when he draws on ruins that entire room of paper by drawing on the side of it. That's oh. that's from Flatland, apparently. Oh, okay. That's that's good to know. That I'm assuming that stack of paper he probably just threw in the trash afterwards. Didn't even well, recycle yeah. it. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have literally nothing else to say about this scene because oh. I thought okay. we were talking about this also in the the previous thing. So just calling up oh. the the whole thing about the guy calling in his own death. Ah, uh, well, I do have uh, actually quite a few notes about this section. Oh. Um, okay. So Hydra has stopped caring about Soldi at all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, definitely, right? Like, I, I guess that also brings into the question, who called that in, right? Did Malik call that in, or was it Mavith? Yeah, I, I mean, I would assume, honestly, it's Mavith, right? Because Malik has, is more subtle than this. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. from what we can tell, Mavith probably... I. He has a plan, and he's just trying to get to it. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe it was just him. Yeah. Um. It would have been. It would made more sense for me if, like, at the bottom of the chopper thing, they had a big shield logo to throw people <laughs> off and blame Shield more, because that'd actually be a smart plan. <laughs> That's a good point. That one was in the shop. This is the backup plan. Oh uh, yeah. This one, this one, until recently, had a big Hydra logo, and they just panned over it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they at least thought through that one, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, we're on the scene with Shield, and the helicopter shows up, and the police, because I went back and looked, they should start shooting assault, assault rifles. <laughs> Because a crazy homeless guy think or crazy guy thinks he saw the future. I don't know what city this is, but I feel like it's overkill. Yeah, that's a good point. So they, so multiple police have already shown up mm-hmm. to confront a business owner complaining about a homeless guy. Yes. And. Huh. Okay. Yeah. And do you think maybe? They're worried that because he started calling in, because he he talked about Shield on the radio, right? When he called it yes. in, yes. So I'm yes. wondering if their default when dealing with Shield or when they hear about Shield is like, oh, terrorist organization, because a lot of people just think that Shield is still you know Hydra. I wonder if they just kind of go with that, like, yeah, oh, this I is mean... a guy calling Shield Hydra. Yeah, that might be possible, or yeah. Calling Shield Hydra or just Shield's a terrorist organization, and they're going to attack. Well, I mean, it, it comes in handy. A helicopter arrives, <laughs> so I guess this wasn't an overreaction. This was a a just a appropriate reaction. Yes, yeah. Well, or, or they maybe got even lucky an, that it was. an underwhelming reaction because it didn't take down the helicopter. <laughs> That's true. Um, like I, I feel like they still got lucky. Like there, there was, there, no indication something of that level was going to show up. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, I have a note about the claw. The claw. <laughs> um. I would love it if the claw came down and missed him, 
and then came back up and then came down again and grabbed him for a second and then he was halfway up and it slipped out of his fingers and then Charles fell to the ground and came down another time and you, and you hear the guy go on the PA he's like who's got another quarter I almost got him <laughs> oh. Oh. that would have been great that would have been a great yeah. outtake <laughs> I mean I feel like if I'm um if I'm ever at like an arcade or somewhere that has a claw thing, claw machine, and someone like wins every time, I'm going to assume they're a Nazi, because <laughs> apparently only Nazis are good at that. Uh, um, I guess yeah, Hydra. Wait, do you think this is standard Hydra training? No, like, this the, has the... to be specialized. Oh, okay, yeah. but it's still Hydra training. Do you think they actually use oh, yeah. a, a claw machine? Oh, I'm hundred. I'm hundred percent sure because you don't want to ca- try to capture a human and just have them splat on the concrete twenty feet down. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and you gotta Especially, you gotta pick them up at the right spot too. Like yeah. if you if you get their hand, then now they're just dangling by their hand. Oh, that could end bad. Yeah, I mean. Especially, you don't want that to happen. Especially since you don't know what powers they have. They could explode on impact as soon as they hit the ground. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's it's a good thing Shield has the uh, containment units, and you know instead of having to deal with the uh, with the claw, mm-hmm. definitely safer all around for everyone involved. It's true. Yeah, and yeah, I mean. I wonder what they have inside the ship. Do they have their own version of containment unit? Because some of these powers will just like burst open the plane. That's a good point. They they might. I mean, they shield basically, or sorry, Hydra basically was in charge of the ATCU, and mm-hmm. at one point they had a containment unit. So maybe they guessed stuff like how that yeah. containment unit worked. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, that adaptive technology that makes no sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Then I want to know about Daisy's vision that we see. Yeah. Um, Is Daisy seeing, seeing the same stuff we are? Is it in third person? <laughs> I assume so. Especially this one, because this isn't her death. Right, we we find out at the end that it's all leading up to the guy's death, the Inhumans' death. Mm-hmm. So, I I assume that she saw the same stuff that we did. Yeah, and that that would make sense. Also, since since we're spoiling the end of this episode anyway, the mm-hmm. shot of Coulson shooting her. Since we find out it's a mirror in the actual um, later in the episode, it would be a huge tip off of everything was first person. Then suddenly she sees herself. <laughs> oh yeah that's a good point <laughs> yeah all right um so let's uh move on to uh, dinner um a healthy mavith slash ward joins malik for dinner mavith slash ward asks malik what uh why malik brought him back and what he wants as a reward um Ma- mavith ward offers him true power and uh, he also says it's time for them to go above ground. Team Hydra go to the Transia Corporation. Malik goes to buy the company. They reject him. 
And uh, Hydra uses Charles, who they just captured, to give a vision of the board of Transia's death. Then immediately uh, make it come true as soon as he signs the papers. This was all to get access to some super arms for Mavic. For Malice. Yeah, Malik. Mavith slash Ward gets him uh, to kill the president of Transia with his own hands. So, um, Ward is cosplaying as Neo. <laughs> yes, that's that's exactly what I kept writing as my notes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, a little, little spot on. <laughs> on the nose, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's see. You've got a character who's come back to life, is essentially a god. I feel like they're, they're going with evil Neo in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, we still haven't seen his sweet kung fu but I'm sure I'm sure it's only a matter of time until that comes into play. Well, he doesn't have to. So think about the end of the first Matrix movie. Uh-huh. Neo jumps into an agent. I can't remember if it's Smith or one of the other two. But he it jumps was... into an agent and makes him explode. Uh-huh. Mavith is little little bugs that go into people and eat them alive. So he's sending himself into the people to defeat them. That's true. Also, yeah. I don't remember if we've seen him being shot, but at this point, I'm willing to bet that he he would survive being shot. So, just like Neo, he doesn't need to dodge bullets. It's true. I mean, do does anyone in Marvel need to dodge bullets? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Says whatever spider can, and being bulletproof is not one of them. That's true. Yeah, unless that spider suit that he gets in um, Infinity War, <laughs> it does it does deflect bullets because he gets shot in um, one of the special features. It shows like Peter's to do list and that whole taking down like a mafia gang is one of them. <laughs> and he gets shot and he pretends like he's dying and then he pops up like no it's bulletproof and then gets all of them. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched that yet. That was for um, Far From Home? Yeah. I think okay, I... We, we need to cover that and then Peter's trip in the future because those are like, those are canon one-shots. I mean, they're not really called one-shots, but mm-hmm. yeah, so, they okay. fall under uh... the heading. <laughs> I saw the first one. I haven't seen the this one. Okay, I'll watch that later. Maybe later today if I have time, but cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... So then I guess... To answer your question, um, Coulson is not bulletproof. We don't know that. He's not spear-proof, but he could definitely be bulletproof. That's true. Okay, I'll, I'll give you Mac. that. All right. Mac is not bulletproof because he got shot like two <laughs> episodes ago. Or last episode. That's, that's true. We have actual proof of that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um... So, Transia is interesting. Do you know anything about Transia? Um, other than the little bit that we get in the episode? No? I, yeah. I feel like you're, you want a specific answer here, and I don't have one. In the comics, Transia is a name of a country that is essentially like the original Sokovia. Oh. It's an Eastern European country. It's home to the Maximoff twins. Um, it's also home to a supervillain called the High Evolutionary, who um, kidnapped the Maximoff twins, 
experimented on them. This was all retcon. Experimented on them, gave them powers, and then sent them back with their families. And then that's why they thought they were mutants. But they're actually quote unquote miracles. They they retcon this after Civil War uh, or after okay. Ultron. I mean, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, but it's like, it's... yeah. I guess uh, Sokovia sounds like an actual country, and Transia sounds like a transportation company. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's what I would think of if I was told that that's the name of a company. Definitely not the cybernetics company that we see here, or whatever it is that they do. Something technology related. Well, I think maybe transhumanism. I guess they're making that makes prosthetics sense. and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, they also make the same uh, tech that's in Coulson's hand, or the wiring that was in Coulson's hand. Yeah. Because yeah. my first reaction when they said that was like, oh, I guess Fitz is just taking all the credit for himself. But no, it's just one aspect of what Fitz did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Fitz did the hard work and then he threw money at a, at a problem for the, you know, the leftover. Right. He did 80 yeah, percent yeah. of the work and then the last 20 percent, the finishing it up. They're like, OK, you can you can outsource a little bit of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. This company is forced to completely sign themselves over to Hydra or to, yes. to someone else, right? Some other third party. And then they all mysteriously die. <laughs> yeah. No one looks into that at all. <laughs> um, the, the only thing I can think of is that that's a privately held company. So it's the, there's no stocks, right? So that whoever was in that room, they're the group of people who own it all is my assumption possibly so except a... the guy who um was the former owner of transia literally says i will never sell you my shares oh you could still have shares in a private company oh okay yeah it's it's uh, weird it's it's just it's a privately held stock it's not it's not public so it's there's different laws and all this crap that i don't know but i i know that that that's basically how that works mainly i know this because i follow a lot of stuff uh, regarding venture capitalism in Silicon yeah. Valley. And every time I read stories about that, I just, I'm glad I don't live there. So that makes <laughs> me happy. But that that's basically how that works. Venture capitalism is like stocks, but privately held. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I watched Social Network. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> that's literally my <laughs> reference point. <laughs> or, uh, or any episodes of... Um, Silicon Valley on HBO. Yep, never watched it. Oh, okay. It it's too real. I had to stop after three episodes. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although That's I've fair. heard it's it's good. Maybe I should just start on season two or something and go from there. But um, yeah, it's it was. <laughs> well, I mean, what was in like the fifth season or something like that? Silicon Valley. I think that's out right now. It's the final season. I know that. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could be far enough removed that it won't affect you like it did five years ago. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. We'll see. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Malik, Malik's a, a billionaire, right? Something like that. Yeah, he, he basically... I, I Well, from what I can tell, he did say that he was buying it at a fair price. So... Yeah. If they were to assume even eighty percent of this company's, like that, that's got to be billions of dollars right there still. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, couldn't have one of Malik's companies just built arms for him, like prosthet these super 
arm things. That's a good point. Like, I, I guess I mean, we don't know what kind of companies he has. I feel like if you're a billionaire, again, no frame of reference for me at mm-hmm. all. Um, you you'd want to diversify and have like your, especially if you're Hydra, you want to have your your fingers in as many pies as possible. Like diversify different types of things. That's true. Yeah, especially if you're Hydra. Like that's the that's the key right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, that's like that's like a thing. <laughs> uh, I wonder how much of a stake he has in hammer or hell even stark industries well stark doesn't do weapons anymore he probably got out of all that oh okay all right well, I don't want clean energy. all right yeah that's true yeah yeah i'm super surprised that it has not come up thus far that hammer is high isn't um that it hasn't come up that hammer is like part owned or after he went to jail he's like hydra took over hammer or something like that yeah, that's true. I mean, that was only ever part of the Iron Man storyline, right? So it was. Well, I mean, no, Hammer I, Hammer pops yeah. up a few other times, like very briefly, as much as like Roxxon does, like minor stuff. That's uh, right. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I guess you're you're right. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense to basically you know have some one of those companies practically owned by, um, yeah, by Hydra, and then considering. You know, the secrecy of, like, how some of those projects work, especially if they're working for a government to, you know, sell to them. Then they got to keep that stuff at, like, top secret, so they can they can get away with some stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe, maybe they were just impatient. You know, after however many thousands of years, Maveth just, he's like, no, we, we can just buy this problem or buy the solution to this problem. Let's just go do it now. It's easier than having to wait a few months. Yeah, true. Or also, yeah, Mavith also might not have known about it. He just looks into oh, first company with super arms that's not controlled by a superhero. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's I'm I'm sure that's a big part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled out the phone book because that's what he's used to, right? He's he's pretty old. Well, yeah, he's been so, there for a few yeah. hundred years. Yeah, <laughs> thousand so. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else in this section before we move on? Uh, no, I'm, I think I'm good. Alright. The Shieldies discuss the vision. Daisy wants to change the future. Fitz explains why this is impossible. Coulson tries to change the future despite Fitz's um, claims. Um, Daisy is upset. <laughs> and later, Coulson and Lincoln discuss intelligent design of the Inhumans and find out where Charles used to live. He sends Lincoln on a mission to check out check it out. So I like how um, Coulson asks if it's even possible, and everyone's like, that's a stupid question. It's already <laughs> happened. Of course it's possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, so the, like, I had to write down that to even talk about that, too. Like, everyone, I I don't know if, if or uh, I don't think that, or I did not interpret that them saying, like, oh, that's a stupid question. It already happened. I think they were just saying, um, given everything we've already seen, sure, it's within the realm of possibility at this point because we've yeah. seen so much. It's true. I mean, though, if, to me, it brings up the question, way back in season one, they were so sure clairvoyance wasn't real. And then they were right. 
That's true. And then Reyna. So I guess they were wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They have already met a person who can see the future. Yeah. And I forget, is she even brought up in this episode? Or was that next week? No. Okay. She's is she brought up? I don't She's brought up brought as her. an example in, in an episode. And like it was just the one liner. So Yeah, I don't think she was brought up in this episode. Okay. Then it's next week and I don't even have that in my notes. Okay. Okay. We'll ignore it. But but yeah, I mean they I guess they have a history with a person who can see the future. Mm-hmm. So, based on the theoretics of um, time travel, mm-hmm. how is Fitz so sure it's impossible to change the future? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think this goes back and forth, right? So, you have in different medias, um, like diff- two different types of time travel. You mm-hmm. have the um, one uh, one timeline type of time travel. So if you go back in time and start messing with things, you will race everything in the future and you're just kind of going yes. from there. And then what we have in Marvel, um, at least from what we saw in Endgame and that kind of stuff, is that you have just different threads, which also means alternate universes and et, mm-hmm. et cetera, that kind of stuff. So I'm assuming that Fitz is assuming one universe, one timeline. And that's it. That that's where I'm going with that. I don't Yeah. And it's also Yes. Cause yeah, they didn't change their time their past and endgame. They changed their future. But and also they're the shieldies aren't time traveling. They're not moving in time. True. Yeah. 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 So it's it's just a vision like seeing the future right so i guess that's mm-hmm. that's way different from changing the future then again he hmm. <laughs> i guess this is also different than time travel because it's just it's a prediction and so yeah. fitz is is basing it off of predicting the future instead of changing the future yeah i mean for all we know this could be like as of right now this is the most likely outcome doesn't mean it's set in stone yeah exactly do you watch uh rick and morty yes okay um so the season four premiere was a week ago have you seen that episode no i have not i haven't seen it yet okay so um this is a little bit of a spoiler because the episode's around this but it's not not too much um so the episode is basically around um what they call the death crystal and Mm -hmm. it's just a crystal that's constantly showing you how you how you could die and okay. so it's it's always like if you're touching it, you're constantly seeing like seven or eight different ways that you could be dying at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's something like if you take a turn over here, these things change. Or if you take a turn to the left instead, then it changes to something else. Right. So I guess maybe that's also kind of what Fitz is or like maybe that's the opposite of what Fitz is saying. Like, well, I now I'm just opposite, lost. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. No, it's the opposite of what's, what you're saying is makes sense. It's like there's, it would make better sense if this is what would likely have happened from this moment if you didn't know the future. Except in the case of the one guy at the beginning who it only happened because he knew the future. I know. 
all this only happens because they know the future. They would never have found the building if they didn't know the future. <laughs> That's true. So is that part of this guy's power? Like forcing that to happen? I think it's Fitz is right for this world. Okay. I mean, I don't understand why he's so sure of it because it's never happened before. But um, no matter what happened, time made or no matter there are no alternate timelines in this part. No, Charles always touched Daisy and the other guy, so they always called the people. So they always um, they always knew what was going to happen. It's like um, if we watch if we watched and or Endgame's a bad example because of time travel on it. If we watch Civil War, which we will in a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. um, the f and we came and into the movie and we told Steve Rogers what's going to happen. It's not going to affect the the outcome of the DVD because it's already recorded in time. I don't think I'm making sense. <laughs> I, I don't think, think I'm making it clearer. <laughs> I Tony, I think what happened is that we've spent too much time talking about time travel and we've just confused mm -hmm. ourselves. All right. So, yeah. um, you know who's not confused? Daisy Johnson, because she is stronger than time. At least that's <laughs> what she believes. <laughs> I mean, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Daisy's like one of my favorite characters because she's just capable of so much. So, you know, maybe at this point she's like, I've been doing pretty good. I think I can take you on time. I think I got this. Mm-hmm. I mean, she frustrates me when she gets this stubborn. Oh, yeah. Because obviously, if you want the future to change, don't send Daisy into the field. <laughs> exactly. Send any of the other 30 nameless people. Or May. <laughs> Which may, you know, gets caught up anyway. That's true. They they tried, but but you're right. They could have sent an entire team in instead no, of one. Yeah, it's exactly. always one person. Mm -hmm. And they call. I mean, I know. Later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the specialists, right? They only have a few, and they have a handful of standard people. But yeah, eh, yeah. The rest are shield librarians. <laughs> exactly. Which, to be fair, librarians are pretty badass, as I learned from the movies and the TV show, The Librarians. I tried watching that show. Couldn't get into it. That's fair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's one of those hit or miss. I, I was yeah. okay with it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. so I heard from like multiple people that it was like the American Doctor Who. So I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that actually is probably a pretty good uh, explanation of it. I never yeah. watched any of the movies. I... I, I want to. It's on my list, but I've only seen the show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk about paradoxes anymore or time travel, at least right now, because we spent way too long on that. <laughs> um. So I'll skip over Colson talking about Terminator Two. But <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. Well, that one I wanted to talk about. Oh. Okay. We'll talk about it. Oh man. All right. I don't want to get into it too far. Well, okay. The the only thing is. So my my answer to his question was, and I'm trying to remember what exactly his question was. 
this only happened because he knew about it, but how did it ever happen in the first place? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think the answer is it did happen. It just, we don't know about it because it's it time travel has happened at least more than once to basically erase that the the line of events for that and people only remember the time travel at least that's yeah. my explanation for terminator 2 and i guess the oh, yeah. entirety of terminator series but well i mean we know it's happened multiple times they've had how many reboots by now <laughs> that's true yeah yeah no it's it's uh, it's called the bootstrap paradox i know about the stuff like John Connor sent his his own father back in time, but how was he conceived if he was required to send his own father back in time? You can't. It's a paradox. It can't happen. Well, that's the assumption that John Connor was always the person who sent him back in time. I mean, yeah. my assumption is and how the original. was he conceived in the first timeline? Well, maybe he wasn't. And, and so in the original, get sent, but then how did someone get sent back? So that's my a paradox. Assum- <laughs> But the assumption is that it was always John Connor who sent Kyle Reese. That was his name, right? Okay, Kyle Reese back in time. But, I mean, originally, when this first happened, and they sent a human back in time. And again, this is assuming single timeline. Um, So some other unknown person whose name has now been lost to history sent kyle reese Reese back maybe and and they got lucky or maybe they sent someone else and then you know this happened 30 times and then finally kyle reese was sent back made john connor and john connor just happened to be a better general and then they just kind of stuck with that and now they're just caught in the time loop except Except because they they also broke the time loop in t2 yeah well, I mean, there's been a bunch of movies since then. That, and then, that's, then that's shattered the timeline into uh, Terminator 3, Terminator Salvation, Terminator Genesis, and the Sarah Connor Chronicles. And Dark Fate. Five, five separate timelines. I do enjoy I'm, those movies, though. Oh, yeah. I, I, I like I Dark agree. Fate a lot. I uh, God, I still haven't been able to, to get out to see it. I'm hoping to see it this weekend, and which sucks because yeah. that is one of my favorite sci-fi series. Mm-hmm. Right, like like one of the few travel. things I like with time travel. <laughs> All right. So just FYI, we made it exactly one and a half minutes between our previous time travel conversation and this one. Perfect. All right. <laughs> so moving on. I don't want to talk about Lincoln. Right. <laughs> Unless you have stuff That's... about anything else. Oh, no, of course not. I don't have anything about Lincoln. Uh, but I think we're at a good point. Um, we should take a break and uh, read our ad. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Only cool. if it's so the best uh, Okay. So, uh, hey, Tony, um, pick a number, any number. Do- doesn't matter which one. Okay. Now, now okay. that you have that number in your head, tell me the number. 14,372,633,812. Exactly. I knew what number you were going to say. And wow. do you want to know why? Why? That's right. Time travel. No matter what Fitz says in this episode, it is possible. Now, it's still early days, so there are some limitations, but you can go back seven days. Exactly seven days, no more, no less. The technology was originally developed by the United States NSA in 1988 to avert disasters, but has recently been declassified when someone clicked the wrong button. And our friends at Seven Days are willing to send you back in time to do whatever you want. Want to make sure you use the bathroom before that big presentation? Check. Want to change your mind and gavel on something other than the horses? Check. Want to see that movie again without paying for it? Check. 
Whatever your time travel reasons may be, seven days has you covered. Warning, other people will be doing this too. No guarantee you will experience the same past. Use promo code MCU Rewind today to get a free crank prank time phone with purchase of one time travel voyage. What does the crank prank time phone do, Al? It it lets you make prank calls to the past. Oh. As seen in South Park. Okay. I yeah. haven't watched South Park in a long time. <laughs> Did not get that reference. That's fair. <laughs> Did you get the other reference to the other TV show? No, apparently not. Oh, uh, Seven Days. It was a TV show where they set someone back seven days. To I mean, that seemed oddly specific. <laughs> that seemed oddly specific, so I figured it was a reference to something, but I okay. didn't know. No, I've never <laughs> even heard of Seven Days. Oh, okay. All right. So Daisy tries to give all the possible details to Fitzsimmons so they can get ahead of the visions. Charles' wife, Polly, is brought to the base. She fills Daisy in about his pterogenesis and the powers. May brings Daisy into trainer on what will happen so she will have the same future advantage as Daisy would have had. As May is about to leave, Andrew turns himself in. Coulson tells May she can't go and sends Daisy instead. So, um... Probably could mention this earlier. Um, Charles has the same powers as John Smith in the, in the Dead Zone, the Stephen King book, where he okay. literally touches somebody and can see their death, hmm. or usually the future. In the mo- in the TV show and movie, it's always a death. I think in the book, it's like just their future. Okay, and is it specific to that person? Because yes, um, okay, because in this one, it's it's not that person's death; it's someone's. Well, yeah, well, it's not the, always that person's death. It's some, them around a death. Oh, your death. okay. The main plot of the story is um, he shakes the hand of this, like, burgeoning politician, and he finds out he's going to become president in, like, 20 years and trigger the apocalypse. So he's trying to assassinate this guy because he knows what's going to happen. Huh. Okay. Interesting plot. Yeah. Um. So there is a fatal flaw with this time travel and over preparing. Uh huh. Is that if May literally takes one step the wrong way, it could ripple effect and change the whole future. And then she, they're coming at her, and she's totally unprepared because she's just thinking about what they rehearsed. That is true, which I assume is very different from normal May stuff. Yeah, because she's just best fighters are like improvisers i think yeah exactly yeah. So. Yeah. Hmm. i mean fitz had a had a great line around this time like, man we're, we're doing all this work we're ready we're gonna send may in instead of daisy i uh i'm really curious what happens to completely throw this off the rails and then <laughs> andrew walks in exactly <laughs> Another thing is, if May, we skipped over this, but May makes a big deal about not using all the servers so they could find Andrew. If May let them use all the servers, they would have found the building earlier that she would have left before Andrew walked in, most likely. <laughs> that's, tr- I, I guess that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, th- you can break this down million ways because that's how cause and effects work so Mm -hmm. you just think of how luck works in the real world yeah that's true so 
Do you think Daisy was also better at the fight because she was, I mean, while she wasn't doing the stuff, she was at least thinking about it and like kind of at least a part of the rehearsal for the the fight in the building. I'm I'm sure it affected it. It made it better. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she would have died. I don't know. I don't. We don't know what would have been different if there was no vision. Because no matter what, there was always a vision. That's true. I guess the the other option we were talking about different things. Like instead of sending May in and Daisy, they could have just sent you know thirty other people. They could have sent no one. They could have just let let them get away. True, they would have lost Charles. That's true, but but they I mean, lost Charles anyway. Honestly, yeah, eh, yeah, but they could have maybe gotten him back. I mean, they could have used a completely different tactic. They could have gone like they know. Or I don't know. Do they know that there's a they're escaping on the roof of the helicopter? I don't think so. I, I think later they find out that that that's gonna happen. I mean, they could have monitored the building and see how they were leaving. True. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the only the two other notes I have about this is I like how Fitz and Simmons are bad at acting. <laughs> like <laughs> what, they can wait, never follow their cues and stuff like that. Oh yeah, uh huh. <laughs> yeah. And also May yelling "bang" to signal the gunshot. <laughs> so that was funny. <laughs> that that must be part of like a a normal thing, right? Because if they're yeah. doing this practice, like, do you think like they're like if someone was just walking around the shield base, um, you you could hear people practicing, and you just hear random people yelling "bang" in one of the rooms. I mean, I guess I would like to think if they were just training, just training, not trying to rehearse something over and over again. Uh-huh. If they were just training, you put the two groups of shieldies on two teams, and you use icers because there's no long term effects, but you're still there's a consequence. That's true. Although, how long are, are people out with an icer? Do, do we ever get an answer on that? I want to say, they talked about real early, maybe even the first episode. I want to say like an hour or something. But now they have more advanced types of icers. Also, okay. it was called the Night-Night Gun. <laughs> that's that's true. That was that was more heavy duty too, right? Yeah. Okay. That's true. And then eventually he gets the hand one. Yeah. I mean, I bet they have different rounds. Like, okay. different strengths. Like, maybe out for 15 minutes, out for an hour, out for, like, six hours, stuff like that. Okay, and th- that, w- that would make sense. 15 minutes would probably be good for, like, practicing, because you want to minimize that. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, let me... I'm actually... Yeah, the next... The last two storylines I have uh, fewer notes for, so we'll probably rush through this, maybe. We'll see. Okay, good. We're, we're getting close to time here. Yep. Uh, May talks to Andrew. They give him uh, the anti-inhuman serum, and Andrew knows that this is the last time he will be himself, and he will permanently turn into Lash. He tells May that he would not give up their time together, even if it would change all the bad things that has happened to him. Andrew then transforms for the final time. <gasps> um, I only have one note for this section, mm-hmm. which is it's really, really smart that um andrew's like he'd rather be in shield's hands as lash than in hydra's hands also it was really stupid to wait this long when they could have studied him and maybe stopped it 
Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I don't know if he always had that control, right? Because he was kind of fighting Lash internally, right? That's true. Like, even when he was Andrew. So, mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe this was just the, the final push to get himself into a containment pod. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I hope this was no listener's favorite part of the show, because we're just skipping right over this. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, wait, we got... Yeah, this is the last section. Um, before the mission starts, Coulson, Fitzsimmons, and Lincoln head back to... Or hack the Transy uh, security feed. They get a look at a returned ward. Daisy <gasps> busts into the building and does everything they had planned, but the alarm goes off anyway. Coulson comes in, shooting the one-way mirror and killing the Hydra agent, who set off the alarm. Daisy heads to the roof, and Coulson goes to find Ward. Daisy is stopped by Super Malik, and Lincoln is knocked out by Gaiera. Uh, Charles saves Daisy by giving Malik a vision of his future. Malik kills Charles for that. Daisy promises to protect his daughter, and gets one final vision of the future. So I like that scene where they're talking about that this can't get any weirder, and then suddenly Ward pops up on the screen, and they just stop mid-sentence. Because <laughs> they know the that they fixed things. it. <laughs> yeah, but that's <laughs> a realist thing. It's like, you see the guy that Colson literally just murdered a couple of weeks ago. Ah, <laughs> uh, not again. Yep. <sighs> Gotta kill him. Alright. Mm-hmm. Gonna need a better murder hand this time. Maybe a pair of murder arms. Oh, Malik. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a while, right? Because I'm trying to remember how many episodes we've done. Let's see. This is episode 15 of the season. I want to say 13 was the um, first episode of this half. So it was... Yeah, 13. No, it has to have been more. Um, I have to scroll up all the way in my notes. Um, but basically... Oh, episode 11. So, yeah, this is the fifth episode. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ward Maveth has been back for five episodes. It's, and they're just yeah. now learning about it. So that took some time. Yeah, I mean they rarely held back, which is not something Shield usually does. True. Usually, when they've got a secret, they reveal it like next episode. Yeah. So, uh-huh. and that's usually a benefit. I do like that about the show, but I'm glad they held back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we we got stuff about Maveth Ward throughout these five episodes you know, as mm-hmm. the audience. So I guess it's not so bad. Like we didn't yeah. really miss out on too much. Yeah. I would like it if it was completely from Shield's point of view. We have no idea he returned until this episode. That's true. That that would also be kind of cool. But then we'd get a whole episode of flashback. Ugh. I know. Yeah. So I guess I did it the right way. Alright, yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll take that trade off. Yeah. So again, um, there are many people who have guns. There's no reason why Coulson had to be the person to come in shooting at Daisy's reflection. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I also, well, since we're talking on this scene specifically, um, I'm just going to bring this, this up again, this talking point, because this show is very inconsistent on when they're choosing to use live ammunition guns versus mm-hmm. icers because the, it's a very distinct sound so as the audience yes. we know when they're choosing one versus the other and 
Um, in this scene, Daisy like goes into a security office, from what I can tell, of a mm-hmm. random company, and she's using a gun and just killing them. I don't think any of them are Hydra. I think they're just no, standard they're security. all Hydra. They are because they say there's a mention scene that Hydra has taken over the entire building. Oh, I thought that meant more like, like now they're in charge of the of the company. <laughs> well, I I don't think. Um, Malik signing the paper, and you go, like, if I sign the papers to be in charge of, I don't fucking know, Amazon, it's like, you, uh, t- Tony's forces have taken over the entirety of Amazon. That's not how you phrase it. <laughs> I guess that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if this ever comes up, I will be using that phrasing if I ever become CEO of a company, take over a company. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you um, gotta remember that in case somehow that happens in the future. <laughs> yep. I mean, two other notes about what we're talking about is um um first of all, they're not using icers because they know Hydra's taken over, they've hacked the security feeds. Oh, okay. That's right. And also Nazis aren't human, so it's okay to kill them. Well, yeah, I mean, I was fine with it if they were Hydra. I just, I didn't know. Yeah. For some reason, I thought they were just standard security. So, okay, cool. All right, that, that works for me. I'm always pushing it to see if these any, any alt-writers listen to our podcast, because I want some people to get angry that I'm calling Nazi subhuman. <laughs> oh, I just thought you were wanting it's to It's also use an opinion facts. I have. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... Mirrors, the bane of future of the future. <laughs> because this happens a lot if you see Vision of Future. Usually a mirror screws it up. <laughs> mirror reflection or something. Mm-hmm. I specifically think of Minority Report. Oh yeah, that's right. I God, I've only seen that movie once. Um I, I, but it was yeah, it's probably one of my only movies of Tom Cruise's I approve of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alright. Um yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's one of those things that just makes looking at that weirder. It, it's it's like looking mm-hmm. at a prism, right? It it messes with the colors. I I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. I just wanted <laughs> to say words. So one of the things that I really wanted to point out around this scene is, mm-hmm. and I, this is probably on your list too, Tony, but I guess I'm going to say it first. Um, Gair hitting Lincoln in the face with a fire hydrant? <laughs> yeah, what about it? <laughs> so I, I had to rewind that again because... Oh, I did too, but that's just because. Oh, <laughs> probably for different reasons. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, it was one of the funniest things I've seen on this show. It was like slapstick comedy type, <laughs> like the way he gets yeah. hit. Like the, the way they filmed that, it was just like like the sort of thing you would see on America's Funniest Home Videos is kind of how, how I would describe that. And I, so I thought of it more of like um, Home Alone when the burglars try to come in. Okay, same concept. It works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it just, it felt so different from the rest of the series and the episode too, I guess. But uh, I just had to bring that up. Yeah. That's it. That's oh, all I, got, I, got. I got a little of joy out of that. Okay. Um, also talking about Gaira. Uh she no. Next episode she makes a comment. But um mm-hmm. Gaira uses his powers on the metal arms and metal um I ca- I wrote down fire hydrant fire extinguisher. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Fire Hydro would look good to this face too. Um, Fire Extinguisher. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I wrote down Fire Hydrant too as I look at my notes. <laughs> huh. Um, but yeah, so this just to me it shows that he only uses powers for metal stuff. Still, so he's yeah. still not Magneto. Exactly. Like we we still don't have any proof. I mean, I guess so far we have proof that he only works on metal because. We've only ever seen him do that with metal. Yeah. So, all right. Um, yeah, the last thing that I have is uh, Daisy quakes Malik, breaking his super arms. Oh, poor Malik. <laughs> he has superpowers <laughs> for like half an hour. But now he owns a company, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, that's true. He can just go get one of the other prototypes. Yeah. And then uh, she gets her final vision. Which should be a flash forward, but it's also a flashback to a couple episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a weird way to, to say that. It's a flash forward for her, a flash back, and flash forward for us. Although, it might not have been a flash forward for us, because I don't know in that episode whether or not that shot actually appears. I mean, all the elements are there, <laughs> but I don't know oh, if we get that point of view. I really don't That's know. a good point. We'll have to figure, see that when we get there. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, that's all I have, if there's anything else uh, you have. No, no, I've, I've got nothing else. Wow, we were really good on time. So I guess... Yeah, we are. How are we going to rate this, Tony? Um, we're going to rate this, obviously, how many pairs of super arms are you giving it? Oh, okay, perfect. Um, I'm going to give it three and a half. Um, I mean, I enjoyed the episode... Um, mm-hmm. it did advance the plot a bit. It started, you know, we, the shieldies, now they know about, um, you know, Maveth Ward. Uh, but then the time travel always gets weird. So I gotta do that. Yeah. I gotta remove some for there. Uh, but, but the half is just from Lincoln getting hit in the face with that, uh, pirate <laughs> Cause that was just a hilarious scene. Well, honestly, I would give that a five star if I'm just busy on that. But... <laughs> Um, I will give it a four, just a little more, because um, I'm really taking into account, since this is a rewind, and we're not getting the spoilers, but the amount of repercussions this has for future episodes, and future seasons, really. Okay. I, I feel like that one doesn't... I, I, okay, I, I know where you're going with on that, but... Uh-huh. Alright. Okay, I guess that's fair. Alright. <laughs> Alright, you ready to wrap it up? Yep, sounds good. All right, everyone, uh, please join us next time. We'll be continuing uh, talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll be talking about episode 16, Paradise Lost. And then in the meantime, if you can please uh, follow us on Twitter, we are at MCU underscore Rewind. You can follow us on Instagram if we someday make an Instagram account. Uh, Same goes (laughs) for other forms of social media. Um, You can also follow us on Facebook, but we don't check that one. Um, And and if you could also give us uh, five-star ratings, uh, that would be super appreciated. Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcast app, whichever one you use, uh, or any ratings, too. We'll take those. Uh, in the meantime, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, signing off. Have a marvelous day. All the way, all the